Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 43 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to talk about healing and dealing when the narcissist dies. I know personally how difficult it can be to process the death of a narcissist in your life. It can bring up so many emotions and leave you feeling so conflicted. And that's why I've put together four tips to help you handle and accept the death of a narcissist close to you. Healing takes time. It's not about getting over it or moving on really quickly or at someone else's pace or on their timetable. Although some people in their discomfort may want you to so that they don't have to feel that. It's about going deep, being real, and acknowledging how you feel. So if you're ready to dig in and do the work, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dive in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor Podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for the you. fear is real when it comes to processing your experience. I know you feel stressed and exhausted with a pit in your stomach at the thought of being sucked back in and lied to again. You feel like a horrible person for going no or low contact, like maybe I'm the narcissist. The fear, self-blaming, and shaming is something we all go through as survivors. I want you to understand that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Every person who's ever been in a narcissistic relationship has felt what you're feeling right now. If this resonates with you and you're like, I'm done with fear, I'm done playing small, I know who I am, and I am not the narcissist, I want you to say yes. Today's the day. I want you to go right now to closeyourcoachingsession.com and I want you to book your call because we're going to do this together. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to overcome this fear so that you can begin a long-lasting journey of healing. Let's do this. I remember when I was three months pregnant with my daughter, right after Christmas in 2005, my dad died suddenly. And I had just begged him a couple days earlier to get together so that I could tell him the good news that he was going to be a grandfather. And he refused to get together with me and my husband and turned down any and every suggestion that I had on how we could make it work. It was very hurtful and disappointing because I was really looking forward to surprising him with the news. Instead, I ended up having one of the most draining phone conversations with him that I think I've ever had, where he blamed everyone for his circumstances, cried and complained about his life, 
never apologized for any of the hurtful things that he had done to me or my husband or anybody else really for that matter. And he had lied to me, manipulated me, bullied me, abused me verbally and emotionally for years. And then all of a sudden, gone. Having lived through this nightmare and experienced the shock of this sudden loss, here are four things that helped me to get through the initial stages of it all. Number one, let others know. Inform trusted friends, family, colleagues, if it applies, neighbors, community, such as a church or other group. There's a lot of healing in community. And this is an opportunity to get support, to hear some encouraging words from other people, and to get access to resources that you may or may not have thought of. This could include therapy or a specific recovery group, such as a grief recovery group, or even an abuse recovery group, books to read, services, things like that, that may be helpful to you on your healing journey. If you're part of a church community, for example, the leaders may be able to rally folks together to support you and your family, or you may be able to call people who are close to you who maybe are more mature and grounded, stable in life, who can advocate for you even if necessary as you process things or even as you go about trying to make arrangements. Number two, let others help. It's okay to ask for and accept help. It actually works both ways because you can get help that you need. It frees you up to focus on yourself and navigate complicated dynamics and fallout from the narcissist passing. They can serve as an ear or a sounding board. They can offer you a ride or maybe even set up meal delivery. And the helper's high is a thing. It can actually help to relieve people's stress when they help other people by doing good for them. So while they're doing good for you and relieving their stress, they're also relieving yours. See how that works? Number three, trust your gut. Allow yourself to know what you know and to feel what you feel. Don't second guess yourself. Don't gaslight yourself about the narcissist. Codependent, uninformed enablers may try to rewrite history or embellish or explain things away or maybe even be dismissive in order to feel better. This can actually work against you in terms of dragging out your suffering, especially if you're a truth teller and you know who and what you are dealing with. You may need to say to someone, you know what, I have a different perspective on that situation, or I feel, and then fill in the blank with how you feel. But own it. It's real, and it's true to you. Number four, speak your truth. Speaking your truth can bring light to things that others didn't know or validate their shared experience with the narcissist. 
if it applies. Narcissists can be very bullying and they can really thrive off of a code of silence. Fear and shame rule as people scramble to self-protect after narcissistic abuse. If you come forward and say, do you know that this person did this to me? Fill in the blank. Harassed, stalked, stole money, hit you. Or I didn't appreciate being fill in the blank by this person. Or if someone tries to present a different story or paint a different picture, you can say, actually, this is what happened and speak your truth at that point. This will reveal a lot. On the one hand, you'll be able to see where other people are in terms of their level of awareness or their level of maturity or attunement. And this will also reveal a lot because you will be pulling the covers off of incidents or exchanges or relational dynamics that have been smoothed over or hidden or denied for maybe years. Let's recap four tips to help you handle and accept the death of a narcissist close to you. Number one, let others know. Number two, let others help. Number three, trust your gut. Number four, speak your truth. Remember, you can handle and accept the narcissist's death without suffering solo or in silence. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.